0: Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's sponsor is Every Plate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, Every Plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. You know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let EveryPlate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. EveryPlate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking. So you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self care. We are both of the opinion that self care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions
0: and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. We are actually going to answer some of our listeners' questions. You know, I don't know why we don't do this more often. I'm excited. I am, too. And I feel like we've come to realize that this is probably going to be more than one episode uh, yeah, there were lots of questions. <laughs> there were, we you know, we put a call out on our selfie Facebook community group and there were so many good questions. Yeah. But not we just don't have all the time. So we're definitely going to do a couple other ones, I think, on this. But yeah, we pick some sure. that seemed to have the most likes, um the most interest mm-hmm. in, so we'll do that. But first off, we want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Buffy makes comforters that are better for you and the earth using skin-friendly eucalyptus fabric and a fluffy fill made from 100% recycled water bottles. Yes. Yes. So crazy. So crazy. This comforter has over 11,000 reviews, and customers agree that it's the softest, fluffiest comfort they've ever tried.
0: Well, I am going to chime in and say that is true because I have one myself. So I have massive allergies. Um, I can't do down comforters. And what I love about Buffy, it's made from naturally soothing eucalyptus fabric. So it's totally hypoallergenic, but it is so, so soft. Their materials and construction shut out any dust, mold, or mites. So it is a great comforter for anyone who has allergies. Um, The inside fill of the comforter, like you said, is made of BPA-free water bottles that are transformed and given a second life. Um, It feels even softer than down while keeping about 50 bottles
1: out of landfills and oceans with each comforter. Which is so cool. So cool. It's crazy. Also cool, Buffy believes that bedding is personal, so they offer a complimentary trial. You can try a comforter in your own home for 30 days if you don't love it return it for free. It is, Mm -hmm. I will say, I have one as well. It is super soft. It is. And we have a great deal for you guys. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit buffy.co and enter selfie. Once again, that's B-U-F-F-Y dot C-O and enter selfie for $20 off your Buffy comforter.
0: Pretty sweet deal. Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah. Well,
1: catch me up on your week. How is your self care going? Um, self care is okay. I okay. I am. Um, I've been switching up the exercise thing. You know, I'm like oh. the big the walking, the walking. All I talk about is the walking, but yeah. I just it's it's cold like it's cold. I don't know how you've
0: been doing it.
1: Um, well, I'm not, I'm not doing it as much because it's, well, it's, I uh, would give up too ugh. if it was that cold out. It is. And it's crazy with Oklahoma. It's like, it gets, warm it's just, it's so erratic. So the days that it's warm, I like, I try to get it not warm, but I'm talking like above 32 degrees. Um, right. I try to get out there. No big deal. But like when it's really, really cold or windy, I haven't been doing it. So anyway, I kind of have started to do Pilates again, <laughs> which is just, I mean, Pilates, just, it's just like, I don't know. You always go back to Pilates. Well, why did you stop? I don't, you know, I think I stop Pilates for the same reason I stop any sort of exercise. I just, something happens in my life and I, I like yeah. stop doing it for a week and then I just lose that repetition that I have sure. going and then it's just like, uh. So It's kind of ridiculous that I'm not doing Pilates because my sister owns a Pilates studio here in Oklahoma Um, City. Right. (laughs) It's like, duh. So um, actually what I've been doing, though, um, um, is this class she has called Run and Reform, which is super fun, which is kind of a mix of treadmill and Pilates. So you move rooms in the middle of the class And I've really liked it. Oh, that's fascinating. It's super fun. And in fact, you know, we actually do have an upcoming episode on our favorite workouts and stuff. So I won't go into too much detail about it. But I've been doing that. And then I've also been doing some different apps too. So instead of just not doing anything, I'm trying really hard to mix it up and get my interest level back up until it's time where it's warmer and I can just do that thing where I'm out the door every morning. To walk good for you. I'm trying. Well, you I'm know, trying.
0: it's interesting because you and I have a mutual friend, Jessica Shiba, and she, I think, like two or three months ago, she was really struggling with anxiety and decided to just try exercise exclusively. Yes, and she's
1: like, it has changed my life. Yes, that I mean, that, that's what is so insane to me because every single time I work out when I'm finished. I feel so good and it's not you just You never regret it when no, you're done. No. No, and it's not just feeling good like the endorphins have been released like I'm talking about for the rest of the day. I mean my oh, energy sure. levels are up. I'm way yep. more positive and it's just it, it, it is it drives me crazy, you know, why know. it's so hard to do it when all <laughs> it all it is it, it there's nothing results from it but greatness. In all facets of your life. Yet it's so easy to be like, oh, maybe tomorrow. I guess it's just like the ultimate in laziness, you know?
0: Laziness, but I also think we lie to ourselves and tell ourselves we don't have time. Right. Which we totally have time. We do. But I for sure tell myself that. I, You know, I, I just think like, oh, there's just, I have so much to do today. There's no way I can fit that in.
1: Exactly.
0: That's very I familiar. Spend 30 minutes on
1: Instagram. Exactly. I know. Why can't yeah. we just walk and scroll? Do you know um there's a there's a blogger here in Oklahoma City. She's a fashion blogger and she just posted her name is Allison in Wonderland. Um she just posted she has like some sort of like bike contraption that's like a working bike desk. So oh. she works on her laptop while she's cycling. That is cool. Yeah, it's like an all in one machine. I can't remember who it's made by or anything. But um, well, I've also seen
0: similarly these mats and they're like a treadmill, but they don't have it's just the bottom part. And you can walk while you're at a desk.
1: That's cool, too. But I don't know if I could really focus the way I need to focus if I'm I know. Part of my body I of feel like I couldn't. Yeah, oh, I know. Look, I
0: don't feel like I could either.
1: We're totally making excuses right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really would just prefer to keep them separate. <laughs> me too. Let's just keep them separated. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the theme. Okay. <laughs> um. Tell me what's going on with you.
0: Well, okay. My first update is that I accidentally have purple hair right now. Okay. Oh. Um. Uh, okay. How How okay. did that happen? Well, you know, so I used a purple shampoo to tone my hair as yes. prescribed by my stylist. And you, have you? You probably haven't used a purple toner because I you haven't. wouldn't need to. No, but if you've ever seen them, they are bright purple. Okay, like violet purple. Okay, and but they don't turn your hair purple. They just bring down brassiness. If you're a blonde, they keep right. it from looking too yellow. Right. So I have many of these purple shampoos because I collect products as I do, <laughs> and. I was in the shower the other day and realized that mine had run out. So I, you know, hop out of the shower wet, open a drawer where I keep all my products, and grab another bottle that has like purple product coming out of the top, and uh-huh. think, "Here's another purple toner shampoo." <laughs> oh no! It was my daughter's. Um, I believe the name of it is Punky. <laughs> oh brand name Punky. Oh, oh god. Uh-huh. Um, purple dye. That I put on my hair.
1: Oh, wow. Is it like um, temporary?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it's supposed to be temporary. (laughs) But... It's supposed to be, you know, you shampoo it in and it shampoos out in a couple shampoos. But here's the fun thing. So it's really interesting. It didn't make all my hair purple, just the really
1: damaged parts. Oh, yeah. Like the parts that have been bleached out or highlighted.
0: Exactly. It's almost like, have you ever looked at the electroviolet light with a mirror to see where it reveals all of the sun (laughs) damage on your face? Yes. Yes. it was like this shampoo just revealed all of my damage. And so oh, it's it's right where my grays are. It's the little um, kind of like where bangs would be if I had bangs. It's those hairs right there that I'm constantly fighting with with the flat iron to get them to lay straight and they break off all the time. Oh my gosh. So right there, it looks like I put purple 90s highlights because it's just like a stripe on either side. Okay, so here's the
1: thing. I feel like I I don't feel like I know. I saw you posted something about this, but in my mind, it was like a week ago or something. So this is like, Uh, yes, this is still in your hair. (laughs) It's
0: still there. It's it's still there. It's only again, only the little stripes in front, which is the very worst. Like if I was going to have purple, I'd rather have it at the tips or just a like settle all over wash. It's just a very 90s, like, I put two stripes of purple at the front of my hair. So, like, a couple days ago, I thought, you know, I'm just going to try putting it in the rest of my hair just to, like, even it out. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But that washed right out.
1: Oh, oh.
0: So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's slowly fading, but you know, and then like I'll, f- I forget that it looks like that. And then I'll go somewhere and someone's like, I like your hair, <laughs> which I feel like they don't really like it. They just feel, comp- you know, when you, s- yes. <laughs> yes, you know, when you say you like something, but you don't like it, yes. you just say it because you have to say something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. hmm.
1: Yes. Oh.
0: <laughs> like when your kid walks out in the weirdest outfit and you're like, oh, nice outfit, but you don't mean it. Oh, no. You're like,
1: wow, that's yeah. a look. That's exciting. Right. So uh, uh, well, anyway, I'm I happy to announce that, you know, the 90s are really in right now. I mean, makeup, well, I clothing, am, all of it. So am at the just, height of fashion and different people have been like, well, you could use, you
0: know, Dawn liquid on your hair. I'm like, I'm not going to put anything on those hairs, on those like already yeah, damaged, seriously. like holding on for dear life hairs <laughs> to strip this out. I'm just going to have to live with it. But my my girls, my daughters think that I look really cool. Oh, I'm
1: sure they do. And yeah. you know what? As it continues to fade, I'm so obsessed with like that really cool blonde color, like almost gray, white, silver. Well, it probably will yeah. end up like a really pretty, pretty, like totally non-warm blonde, like a cool blonde color.
0: Well, I will say that when I did put the purple on the rest of the hair to try to even it out, the color that resulted on my healthy hair was that. and it was Ooh, really cool. I bet it was I really love I was like, that oh, color. This is the co-. yeah, it's like gray blonde. oh, but wow, anyway, well that's hot
1: Kristen. i'm I mean, you are just living it up out there. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I might go to the club this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Be sure to report back on that one. I know, um,
0: and then I also I will say I have been eating better, a lot better. Good, and this which is going to lead into one of my two thumbs up. So I feel like I am finally availing myself of my food
1: appliances. <gasps> That's always such a good thing when you bust those out, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: I've really been using. First of all, my rice cooker. I I make rice every night. Right. I love that thing so much. I found this really good brown rice called texmati. Have you tried that rice before? No, I haven't. I'm just super random, but it's a brown basmati that my children will tolerate instead of whining for white. Ooh! But I've also, I have finally learned the art of making sweet potatoes in
1: the Instapot. Oh my gosh. So you have found a use for the Instapot. (laughs) I have because I don't use mine much. I don't either. But
0: Dude, let me tell you, I, I don't know how or why it makes them so well, but they taste like candy. Oh. So you scrub your sweet potatoes, you pop them in the Instapot for 18 minutes. And okay. you know, it's the Instapot is kind of um, misleading because then you think, oh, it takes 18 minutes, but it has to get up to pressure first and then do the countdown. Yeah. Oh, f- for sure. Right, right, right. 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 So right. it really takes like 30, 35 minutes. Right. Nonetheless they come out so good. And so I've been doing that every day. And I'll even do it before the kids come home from school because sweet potatoes are cheap and they're healthy and the kids like them. Yeah, totally. So I am making those a ton. But the thing that has put me over the edge, which is my first two thumbs up, my friend Cindy called me after listening to one of our podcasts last week and said, tell me that you have the Philips Soup maker and I was like, what? What? So Phillips has this. Oh my gosh! You're, I know you're going to buy it today. I go. Oh, I'm very excited. It's this. It's this soup maker where, okay, you put raw vegetables in it. Okay. It pressure cooks them and then it purees them in 18 minutes. What? What? Yeah. So here's what I did yesterday. I put and I just I didn't even follow a recipe. I threw carrots in, not chopped, just like maybe I cut it five times, right? Okay. I threw sweet potatoes in that I probably cut into fourths. I put in turmeric. I put in sage. I put, what else? Oh, onion. So just half of an onion. Like, you're not chopping here. You can just throw them in. Okay. And then I put almond milk and salt. And in 20 minutes, I had the most delicious carrot sweet potato soup. Dude. 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 What? It's amazing. Yeah. How much is it? It's a hundred bucks. That's so worth it. It's so worth it. And I, you know, I will say, I am I I am a collector of kitchen appliances. I have the rice maker, I have the Instapot, I have the crock pot. And the, I was a little trepidatious to add yet another, but mm-hmm. I am using all of them.
1: Okay, this and is I feel fascinating. Like helping me eat healthier you know listen if it's gonna help you eat healthier that's how i feel too if it's going to help me eat better things instead of cramming a whole bunch of carbs in my face at lunch exactly i am going to do it a hundred times over
0: if i had tried to make that soup over the stove it would have involved a lot of chopping oh so much chopping I would have had to stand there the whole time to keep it from burning. Yeah. I would have had to put an immersion blender. You mm-hmm. know, I would have dirtied like multiple things. I mean, it is insane. Like the first time I used it, it was like Christmas morning when it beeped and I went and opened it. Mm-hmm. I opened the lid and it's just this perfectly pureed
1: soup. Oh my gosh. That I didn't do anything. Like this I is didn't do like anything. The most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. It's magic. <laughs> I, I want to buy this. I want to do research. I want to find all the recipes, all the good recipes for the soup maker that people have like, oh, come listen, up like, with. I'm ready to start a Facebook group of oh just like recipes for this thing. I will be an administrator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a cookbook, but you know, I just feel like, I I feel like it's it's an untapped domain, oh. you <laughs> know? <laughs>
1: One oh, tapped. <laughs> have you bought the URL yet for your new website? No, but I should. I think <laughs> I might. I think you should. I I'm might. gonna buy that. Because you know, ever since I did that um um juice yeah, by you Julie. Did the soup oh, I'm uh-huh. doing another one. I have another one arriving today and I have another one coming in mid March. Like I Well you I'm need so to figure out how to replicate those soups at yes, home. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. Because I can't I can't. I can't keep buying these things, but they're they're so yummy. <laughs> the soups are so good. Like if I could replicate, well, here's the thing. Her ingredients are on. They're on the little right. packages of soup. I mean, I, I'm right. sure I'm gonna have to do some tinkering, but I think I could do it. Now, here's the thing though. Here's the question. Oh my gosh. Does this thing, is it only going to serve up like purely pureed soups or can you still have a little chunk in it? Or no? Excellent question. Okay. It does have settings for both. Oh
0: my god! Yeah, so you can make chili in it, <gasps> and then it also has a compote. You can make compote. Oh, like a fruit compote right now. And then they have a setting for milk-based soups, so that you can keep the milk from burning. What if you wanted to do like a creamy broccoli?
1: I, I'm you know. buying it today. Oh, yeah. No. Pretty no
0: exciting. Me. Oh my
1: gosh! I'm so excited about this. I love you. Can
0: even put raw meat in it.
1: What? Yeah, I mean, no like, way. it'll cook meat. Like, you could make, like, a taco soup. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Or chili. Yeah. What is this world we live in? 2019. I know. I'm it so is excited. Magic. It is magic. I'm very excited about this thing. It's like <laughs> magic sorcery. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Whoa. Soup maker. Okay, well, I'm on it. Well, I'm sold. Check. Yeah. Please. Okay, well, so. obviously,
0: we will, if, you, if you're interested in the soup maker, it will be... linked up on our website and linked up in this selfie facebook group and you know i don't know we might
1: have to start a facebook group for recipes (laughs) wow okay so that was your number one what's your number two
0: you know my number two people are always asking in our facebook community what other podcasts they listen to and i just have to give a shout out i really have a lot of affection for dax shepherd's podcast called armchair expert it's good yeah,
1: it's good. I really
0: like it. He you know, he is he is a guy who is very dedicated to recovery. He's done a lot of personal work on himself, a lot of therapy. Um and he brings people in and really seeks to make connections between their childhood and their current functioning. Um, You know, I mean, he's not a therapist, but he, he's interested in what makes people tick Mm -hmm. in what makes people motivated to do the job that they do to interact in relationships the way they do. Um, And so, you know, he brings in celebrities, obviously, but I feel like he does this deep dive with everybody. He is a deep diver childhood and, into their motivations, it's it's really fascinating, and he's just a likable guy.
1: Oh, he totally is. Yeah, I like him a lot. I've listened to a few of his. They they usually run a little long for me. Yeah, they are long. They are long. They're they're always over an hour. But do you remember that one day when I was walking and I was listening to the Jason Bateman one, and I I voxed you because I'm like our joint boyfriend is on,
0: Dax Shubber's Armchair
1: Expert because Chris and I both and love it only Jason made Bateman. me love him more. I know, right. He right. was very likable in that interview. So, he's so likable in general. <laughs> in general. Um, yeah, I do like that one. That is a very good suggestion for those looking for, because he does. He's a deep diver. Yeah. So deep diver. Totally. Um, okay, so my two thumbs up. I have a kitchen gadget that oh. has changed my life, too. I don't think it's changed my life to the degree that I feel like the suit maker is going to change my life. <laughs> But I do have a new one. It's a, it's a handheld milk frother. Do you have a handheld milk frother?
0: You know what's funny, Sarah, is I did, and then I never
1: used it. And now I feel like I want one again, and I would actually use it. Well, happy to tell you they're only eleven ninety nine dollars on Amazon. Ooh, but I, okay. you know, so you know I don't drink coffee because of the caffeine. I don't really even, Same. I don't even really drink decaf. Although I love the flavor of coffee, and I love putting a little bit of something in it, and it's creamy and it's robust, and ugh, and I've had such. Well, why a... don't you drink? Why don't you drink decaf? Just because it has trace amounts. Um, because it has trace amounts, and I just the acidity. Of coffee, I think if I drink it every morning, which I because I like to drink something hot in the morning, it it bothers my esophagus. Yeah, for sure. I think it kinda bugs my stomach. So I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm just not gonna do it. So I I have all these different kinds of teas. Oh my gosh, I know you're a tea lover. I Oh yeah. I, I like I like tea a whole bunch, Kristen. I like it a lot, but it doesn't have that like depth in it even I've tried all different kinds all different brands but anyway I figured out well I think it's because really what I'm putting in my tea and I need to put some sort of like component in my tea that makes it more latte like you see so and I don't drink dairy so I can't use that stuff but I use a creamer by nut pods have you heard of that creamer Oh yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The nut pods French vanilla creamer, which is basically made out of coconut. Right. So almond they're dairy milk. free. Yeah, mm-hmm. dairy free. So basically sugar free too, aren't they? I think I think so. I'm not positive about that. But you know, they're no dairy. It's good. So I have like a, a chai, um um boss or Roy boy, whatever you call it for that rubos yeah. thank, thank you rubos i have a chai rubos that i really like because it reminds me of chai that doesn't have you know the caffeine in it so my new thing is the nut pods creamer with this milk frother i froth it up for 30 oh, seconds i okay. pour it into that chai and it is like oh. a bona fide chai latte in my kitchen every morning what is up oh i love that it is so good it is okay. So I think good. I'm
0: going to actually do this because I will say this. I, I do the thing I buy from Starbucks now. I don't buy coffee anymore because all the reasons, mm-hmm. and because I'll I'll tell you this at Starbucks, um, I have there there have been a number of times I've ordered decaf and I know it wasn't decaf. Oh, oh my
1: gosh, that's like my personal nightmare. Yeah,
0: because I get I actually get ill if oh, I drink caffeine. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, I can't drink, I can't get order coffee from Starbucks anymore. So I will often get what's called, they call it a steamer, but it's basically yes. steamed milk. Yeah. And if I could make that at home, I mean, I know this isn't exactly steaming milk. No.
1: Do you you have to, how do you get the milk hot? Do you heat? Well, that's the thing. Well, first of all, if you profit for enough time, it will warm up a little bit just because of like the energy in the milk moving right. it around and stuff. You could let it sit out for a little bit. You could maybe even put it in the microwave. I use like two tablespoons at most. Well, and you're pouring it into and, hot tea. Into hot tea. So it's still, I mean, the tea remains hot, but I will say like that first sip, it's kind of like, oh, whoa, this is a lot cooler than what's underneath it. But then you just give it like 30 seconds and it all kind of melts together, but it stays frothy. Like it stays frothy on the top, like a latte. And now I've just got all mm. different kinds of, because there's this Trader Joe's stuff I love that's um like a, it's like this chocolate almond milk something beverage that like sometimes i i heat up for my kids for hot chocolate but i'm like i could frost some of that stuff up and put it in my teas and make like a chocolatey mocha drink i mean i don't know that the the options are limitless they're okay i think i might have to get one of these guys it's 11.99 people it has its own little stand i mean i love this thing yeah um, I did totally. get a little bit excited about it today and accidentally did not put it in all the way. And then I got cream all over my sweatshirt and my face.
0: But Well, that's like, an occupational
1: hazard. Right. You know, you live and you mm-hmm. learn. You live and mm-hmm. you learn. Okay. So that's my number <laughs> one. My number two. <laughs> oh, number two. No pun intended. Oh, my gosh. I just totally cracked myself up. Are these baby wipes we're using to wipe our poop? <laughs> oh, tell me. <laughs> Oh God, I just am so funny to myself. Um, Baby Ganox is the brand. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay. We have tried so many wipes. This is like a yeah. this is a this is a point of contention in my family because we don't have a bidet. We're not gonna use dry toilet paper. We've talked about this before on this podcast. Like there needs to yes. be something moist wiping, you know, after you go number two people. But the problem is the ones that we like are not technically flushable. Most of them are not flushable. And you right. should not be flushing them down the toilet for a myriad of reasons. We we have good plumbing, but it's a hundred year old house. Uh, plumbing was replaced a while back, but still, it's just not it's not good for your plumbing system. That stuff is not supposed no, no. to go down. It does not break down. So then you go into like this long search for the right flushable wipe, and there, and then when you further break it down to flushable wipe and not have chemicals in it, it's nearly oh, impossible. Yeah. Nearly impossible. Totally. So I have found some, you guys. I found them baby gannix flushable, baby wipes. They don't have any scent. They're moistened, but not with crazy chemicals. Uh, I'm totally it's totally safe to use everyone in our family. And they're flushable. Now Okay, love it. Okay, they're they're like they're not some of the flushable ones, you know, like literally like tear. You can just look at them and they tear. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and then yes. and then the ones that are non flushable, like they're they're really sturdy. So this is like in the middle. Like I probably okay. could tear it if I wanted to, but I've never had like any tearing. So I just feel like they are the perfect. If you use wipes when you use the restroom, these are so good.
0: Okay, I've got to try that. But where did you guys land? Weren't you th- considering putting a bidet
1: in your house? Well, I wanted to, but then Dustin was totally against it, and I'm like, what's your problem? And because Tons of his clients uses use them, so he installs them all the time. He knows which right. ones are the best, but he doesn't want to do it. I don't know what his problem is.
0: Does it's he weird. when he installs them? Is he installing them over toilets? Or are they the like the kind in
1: Japan, both. or are they both? Mm-hmm. He has the ones where you can put on a regular toilet, or the ones that are like the entire toilet is a day.
0: Well, because, you know, when I was in Tokyo, my kids were completely obsessed with bidets, you know? And and I just was like, I thought it was so nice. But in Tokyo, there is a bidet on every toilet. Uh, In the Starbucks, at the airport, they're everywhere. It's almost as if in Tokyo, not having a bidet would be equal to not having toilet paper roll. Like it's just, that would just be savage, you know? And so I start thinking to myself, these can't be that expensive Mm-mm. if they're installing them in, pu- you know, public airports and stuff. No, you can and so find them on Amazon. You can, and so I've been really tempted to buy one for the house mm-hmm. and just put one in every bathroom. I mean, they're like a hundred bucks, but if it keeps my kids' butts cleaner,
1: it's seriously, worth it. I totally think it's worth it. I think you should buy I mean, one and try it. Pay itself back in baby wipes. If oh. you didn't have to use those anymore. And toilet paper. I mean, I don't know about you, but my kids are they're just like excessive toilet paper users. I'm like, stop. Oh, well, you know, mine vastly
0: between excessive or none at all. Oh. So Well, maybe they have a clean break once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love when like you walk into a bathroom and there's poop that um, someone didn't flush oh, and there's God. no toilet paper. No accompanying toilet paper. That's a fun feeling. <laughs> it's like is a
1: super Fun feeling. I love Someone's it. gonna have a rash on their ass. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. From
0: not wiping. So good. Yeah. Ugh. Tritinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone and big pores. Night Shift is their dermatologist formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them. Then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription if applicable and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club razor kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. All right. Well, let's talk very quickly about um, one of today's sponsors, which is care.com. So we've talked about the fact that delegating can be a component of self-care. In fact, we talked about that just last week, but finding good help can be really hard. So care.com makes that really easy. They are the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care for everything from childcare, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care tutors, you can even have someone run errands for you.
1: So good. I mean, they really do make finding care so easy. Um Also, you can find, book, and pay for your care all in one place with their home pay option that allows you to pay through the site. So whether you need daily childcare when you're at work or you just want to line up like a last-minute sitter, it's super easy.
0: What I really like about it is that they provide access to a ton of background check options so that when you're trying to hire someone, you can feel like they are safe and trustworthy. I have been using Care.com, honestly, since DraftA was a baby. We found some of our very best sitters on there. One of them was with us for several years, but I've also used them for housekeepers. Um, I've used them to find a babysitter when we were traveling, like I, you know, was going to an event in a town that I didn't live in. And, you know, you can find someone and know that they've been vetted and had their background checks, um, you know, even if you're in
1: a new city. Totally. And it's, I mean, it's super easy to use and the premium membership is fantastic. I am becoming... um very fond of using the dog walking service. I haven't used it yet, but like yeah. this is my research right now being that I'm a new dog <laughs> owner. Um so it's so cool like just go on. I can find so many walkers that are right around my home when I enter my zip code. And obviously yeah. like you, I love the tools like background checks, reference checks, qualifications, certifications. I need to see all that obviously. So it is such a good tool for me when I need care, you know, like at a minute's notice.
0: It is. You can hire a babysitter Day of on mm-hmm. care.com. Yeah. When you're in a real crisis, it is a great option. Um, so it's free to join as a basic member and you can start searching for great local caregivers. But once you upgrade to premium, what you want to do, you reach out to them, schedule interviews, and then, like you said, you can even book and pay for it all online or through their app. So if you guys are interested, they have a great deal for us today to save 30% off of a care.com premium membership. You can visit carecom selfie when you subscribe. Love it. All right. Well, let's
1: get to these questions from our listeners. I'm looking at our list here. It looks like we have about we have about eight. We're gonna okay. we're gonna try to do this. We're gonna do this. Let's dive um, in. Okay. I love this number one because we both have kids with unique names. The we question do. <laughs> the question was: I always love hearing from people if there are stories to how they name their children. So that'd be my question. Are there stories to how the names of your children were selected?
0: <laughs> well, Okay, I'll start. Yes. So, Jafta, um that is not his that is not his given birth name. Um and I actually was of the opinion that children who were adopted should retain their birth name mm-hmm. until I heard Jafta's birth name. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's not something I tell people, but I just want to suffice to say that it is it sounds like the name of an old white man redneck who lives in Alabama okay it is not a name that you would ever in a million years expect on a young black man okay and I have since told Japta what his name was and he has thanked me for changing it <laughs> so <laughs> you know yes you, we have we have um you know we can have philosophies that we adjust times. yes um, so then, you know, it was put upon me to choose a name for Jafta when I adopted him. He was six months old and we had visited um, Zimbabwe a couple years prior. And there was a boy there that I met and really kind of fell in love with. His name was Jafta. It is the name of a city um, in South Africa. And I just thought it was a cool name. And I wanted to give him like a strong African name. So yeah. that is where Japhta came from. I love that name. Um, India, people ask me all the time um, what the significance is. If it's because I loved India, I actually have been to India. It's not my favorite country. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way it sounded. Mm-hmm. There's really no, there's nothing special about it. I mm-hmm. just thought it sounded cool. Um, same with Karis. I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. Um, I really don't have any, there's, you know, I think it means grace in Greek or something. That's not why I picked it. just thought it sounded cool. (laughs) I just thought it sounded Um, cool. And then Kembe is his given birth name. Uh, I didn't change his name. Um, He was three when he came home, and I thought that that was just cruel. But what I did do is I changed the spelling. So Mm. it's kind of a weird story. Um, In Haiti, um, the language is, is French Creole. So Mm -hmm. it is a almost like a slang of French. Um, They kind of cut off some of the ends of verbs. It's hard to explain. Um, It's a more simplified version of French and pronunciations are a bit different. But the upper class in Haiti all speak French. So it's this sort of way of keeping the lower class out of politics. And Hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, Kembe was given a French name. Um, and so it was spelled K E E M B E R T, and the correct French pronunciation of his name is Kimber. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not a that's not a Creole pronunciation. So no one no one called him Kimber. Yeah, they called him Kembe. In the orphanage. I see. Because that's more of the Creole pronunciation. So what I did is when he came home, I thought, you know, the last thing in the world I want to do is have this kid called Keembert, which is how (laughs) everyone pronounced it in the U.S. Because it took a while to change his name. Keembert. (laughs) We're ready for Keembert. Um, I thought, you know, I don't need to saddle this kid with a name with three silent letters. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, no.
0: Not just one silent letter, but three. Um, and a silent E at the beginning and then a. Si- anyway. And so I just spelled it phonetically, but which is interesting because the way I spelled it is more of a Creole spelling because oh, their really? spelling is very phonetic. So I, that's how
1: he got his name. I love that name too. And I love that spelling. I'm very glad you did not keep Kim back. I know. I know. Could you imagine? I mean, no one, no one would ever be able to pronounce that on site. No oh, one. totally not. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I have one of those mispronounced names myself with the kids. But um, so, well, first off, I'll let everyone out there know that... <laughs> Derby is not my son's name. <laughs> right. I mean, wow. I guess my first things first is to really caution anyone out there that comes up with a silly nickname for your kid when you're pregnant. <laughs> um, I would caution you not to do that because in cases like mine, that becomes his name. And mm-hmm. much to my dismay because my son's name is Anders, um, you know, pronounced. Which nobody <clears throat> knows. No one knows. And I, I love that name. It's a Norwegian name. I mean, it would be Pronounced Anders, um, you know, in Finland or um, Norway, and I love that name. And we were gonna—I do too. We were gonna go with Anders. We just figured that's how people would pronounce it anyway in America. Um, but we started calling my son Derby when I was pregnant with him as a joke as a joke. And then I had him and it was like, my parents were calling him Derby. My sister was calling him Derby and it just stuck. So we started calling him Derby around the house and little do you know, like three, four years pass and my son is enrolling in preschool as Derby. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's his name. I mean, when we moved here four years ago from California, I said to him, he was going into second grade, said, this is a chance, buddy. Like, you know, we're moving to a new state. If you Mm -hmm. want to change to Anders, and he just looked at me and he was like, Mom... I'm Derby. Like that's my name. And it's so true. I mean, Kristen, you probably agree. If anyone knows Derby, like there is not a more fitting name for this individual. I, know. I mean, it's he's so such true. a derby, just quirky derby. So anyway, I came up with the name Anders, just um I'd seen it a couple of times. I loved the way it sounded, I love the way it looked. I liked it with our last name, you know, all of those things. But unfortunately, no one knows his name. And what's his middle what is his middle name? Um, his name his his name is Anders Smith. Which Smith was my middle name until I got married. Um, So whenever he fills out paperwork, he always writes Derby Smith. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, do you think you'll ever like legally change his name? I don't. Well, he told. Yeah, he told me that when he turns 18, he is going to legally change it. He does not like to be called Anders. He just is like, that is not my name. I I use it very rarely. Um, When I do, he will be very quick to tell me, do not call me that. So, I mean, that he just, so yeah. Wild. So that's, I mean, it's, it's cute. It's, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe when he gets older, he, he'll he think it's kind of quirky, but that's just kind of the way he is. So I think he's probably going to stick with it forever. So that's <laughs> my first one. Well, but what makes me
0: laugh about this story is that he also has a third name, which is
1: Weedo. Oh, well, he has the blog name too. Yes. Right. Because yeah. Because <laughs> back like in the day when we do not dare put our real children's name on the internet. I called him Orlito, um, which then people just shortened DeWito when they talked about him. So, um, yes, yes. I mean, he, that poor kid has had all sorts of nicknames. It's just insane, but he, (laughs) he loves Derby. So, you know, what, what can I do? So Derby it is. So funny. My daughter, her name is Malou. And, um, that name I found in a interior design magazine. Imagine that I was looking through one of Dustin's magazines, and it was about this French architect, and that was his wife's name, Malou. Um, oh. In France, it's actually pretty common as a nickname for Marie Louise. So it's a oh, name that's fun. yeah, it's a name that's commonly used in Europe. It's also very common in the Philippines, spelled M-A-L-U. In fact, someone I knew is Filipino who was like, "Oh, everybody's got Nante an Malou." their family. <laughs> I said, oh, really? That's funny. So um, that one, I just, I don't know. It was just super unique. I liked um, the idea of it being a nickname for Marie Louise, but we decided in the end that we thought Marie Louise was just a little bit too formal for us. So right. we uh, went with Malou as her first name. But, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions about that name. There's a lot of um, mispronunciation, you know, Mallow, Mallow M- you know, just people... Can't seem to get it. And I kind of feel bad. I'm like, uh, But at the same time, I was, you know, I- I'm a Sarah. And there were just like six Sarahs in my class uh, growing yeah. up. I'm and a so, Kristen. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I wanted something unique for her. Um, yeah. And- I think she likes it. I hope. <laughs> I know. I mean, same. Like my kids can never go
0: to a store where they have like little name. Oh exactly. Find <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> their name. Exactly.
1: No. <laughs> that is not the deal.
0: Sorry. I sorry, know. guys. Yeah, sorry. But at guys. the same time, you know what? Um, their Instagram handles were available. <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: True. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've looked up the name Malou and I know there are Malou's um, in different countries, but I I do not know of a Malou in America. I think she might be the first, I mean, not the first, but I like it. I just like the way it sounds and stuff. So I do too. It's such a pretty name. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
0: What's our next question. Let me see here. A few of us were talking, okay, this was from the Facebook community. A few of us were talking on another thread about if it's possible to lose weight while on antidepressants and or anti-anxiety medications as many of us have gained weight on them and cannot seem to lose it have either of you experienced this and do you know anything about it well <laughs> i am hesitant to answer this one honestly but i'm going to okay so my experience is that i have not tried the medications that have weight weight gain as a side effect because i am i just am scared and it's funny i mean my friend Um, My friend Anna and I were talking about this very thing because we both struggle with anxiety and we both just like, I was like, I, what is wrong with me that I would rather be anxious than gain weight, Mm -hmm. you know, but she's like, I get it. I mean, you know, it's just, it's a really tough, it's a tough side effect and it's
1: real, it's real. Well, it's funny because I don't, I have not ever been on an antidepressant. Um, obviously if people are in the Facebook community, they know that it's something that I've been thinking about very seriously in the past couple of months. Um, and I, I wonder, like, I don't know the answer to this, but it's like, I want to know the science behind it. Like what causes the weight gain? Is it like a loss of metabolism? Is it just that you're, you're hungrier more often? Like what is actually, or is it, is it because you're not anxious anymore? So you're actually eating? Like when I'm super anxious, I don't eat enough and I lose weight. Like what is the, what's the deal? I don't think that it is a
0: behavioral thing. I think it is a chemical thing. So like I think possibly lowering
1: metabolism?
0: Yeah. Because mm. I will say this. First of all, there are many antidepressants that don't cause weight gain. Okay. Um, and as, generally speaking, the SNRIs. So um, Cymbalta, Vibrid, those don't tend to cause weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um my understanding is butrin does not tend to cause weight gain. So so I just want to make sure if people are listening this doesn't turn them off completely. Right. Um and so I for myself have tried most of the ones that don't cause weight gain and those
1: have have tweaked with my insomnia unfortunately. Oh god, that's what the that's just the yeah. worst thing about antidepressants. It's just like the side effect game. I feel like that's what I hear about a lot of Well and then there's the sexual side effects too. Right. 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 Which are no joke and and very real. So yes. However, I've yeah. heard from a lot of my friends on it that the whole loss of orgasm, at least because um, I've you know I've been very into this right now, like learning as much as I can from people that have been on it for a long time. Mo- most of my friends that I've talked to did lose the orgasm, but it did come back. Oh, it interesting. Took, it took like three or four months. So I thought that was interesting. I had no that idea. That is interesting. So, um, yeah, and you know what? The other thing is too, like. It's so personal. It's so personal having to do with your own biochemistry and your own chemical makeup. And, you know, three people could go on an antidepressant and two of them gain tons of weight and the other one not gain a right. pound. So
0: That's absolutely true. And it's similar with birth control, too. Some exactly. people gain weight on birth control. exactly. Some people don't. And I also, though, think there is something to it is easier to manage your weight in terms of eating well, having the motivation to do that, um, having the motivation to exercise when you are not depressed or anxious, right, right, exactly. But you know, it, it, I think that it can be a challenge that has to be overcome. You know, it yeah. just it makes it just that much harder to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. You have to really stay on your game. But I wish I had better advice on it. I don't. Um, well, I, you know, I'm you're just... just
1: speaking from personal experience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. um, The next question is about... I saw this. I'm like, I'm not going to answer this. But then I saw that there were a lot of likes on it. So it's about green beauty retinol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there such a thing? If so, what have you tried and found successful? If not, is there an equally effective alternative? Um, this was from a fairly new listener. So she was, you know, if you've already done this, but I haven't really talked about green retinols. We haven't. We haven't, yeah. and it's it's a it's a really it's a big subject actually. And that's why I didn't yeah. know if this was like the right time to talk about it. But I'm just gonna give you like a very bare bones, like just um answer. Yes, there are green beauty retinols. Um, you know, retinoids are vitamin A derivatives. Um, vitamin A is—that's what—that's what in its whole molecule form has the ability to penetrate the skin and repair the layers underneath, where like collagen, and elastin are. So like this is this is actually naturally derived. Um, the problem is a lot of the conventional retinols have preservatives. It's like one of those things that I've talked about before. Like a, a lot of it doesn't have to do with the retinol itself. It's like what right. else it's is what in they the retinol have to put
0: in it to exactly. stabilize it? Exactly.
1: So most of the right. conventional ones. Um, Um, they have to be stabilized with preservatives. And there's a specific preservative called BHT, which is found to be very toxic. Um, And it, you know, with our current laws in America, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be stated. So you really don't know when you're using a conventional retinol if it has BHT in it. Um, It doesn't have to be listed. And a lot of people that are making the conventional products don't even really know if BHT is in it. So it's just kind of like one of those things that if you can Mm -hmm. stay away from it, You need to, but there are a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, retinol has completely changed my skin for people that have acneic skin or like me that are getting, you know, mid-40s, like you and I, Kristen, that like we're starting to really see the signs of aging and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's like two different ways you can look at it with the retinols. There are like these naturally- derived um, alternatives to retinol that work very similarly. And there's a lot of products mm-hmm. like that. And there's some products that have retinol in them, but they're just the other ingredients are green as well. So I'm going to list on the selfiepodcast.com podcast.com and um, the Facebook group, I'll list the four that I have tried myself. They kind of are different. Some of them are coming from a more like herbal alternative. Some of them have retinol in it. Um, there's Tata Harper, which I know a lot of people use and like Tata Harper products. She now has like a, um, a retinol face oil, which they get the um, the retinoic acid from Rosehip. And it works really well at like sloughing off the skin. Um, there's a line called Marie Veronique that has two different kinds of retinol. She's a gentle retinol and a treatment retinol. So they have different percentages of the retinol in them. And those, I mean, that... Works. Um, There's one called Kipris Moonlight Catalyst, which is like an herbal alternative. It uses fermented pumpkin enzymes in it. It's really nice. I actually really like that one. But the one that I'm just going to say that I use daily, that I am obsessed with, that I think probably is the best treatment product I have ever used in Green Beauty and has made such a difference in my face, is by this brand called African Botanics. And it's ridiculously expensive. That is the kicker. It's stupid. It's stupid. I actually got it. There's um, I think I've talked about the box walla boxes here before, maybe. I don't know. Mm, but yeah. It was in a it was in a box walla box. So it was like, you know, Ooh. it was like a $60 thing. It's $160, which yikes. I mean is just yikes. But the difference in my face is unreal. Like I can't. It, it's got the retinol, it has resveratrol, and it has um, hyaluronic acid in it, too. So, like, it plumps, it sloughs. Wow. It makes my skin look super smooth. Um, but in general, any of these green beauty retinols are going to be expensive because what they have to go through to clean out, you know, the product is... Right. It's expensive. So you're looking at like $100 for any of these products. I think some might be in the 85 to 95, but I don't think you're going to find anything that's below like $75. That's worth it. speaking of, so the only one that I know of, um, a green retinol
0: cream is Drunk Elephant's version. Right. um, Which I use that brand and I love that brand. I have not tried their retinol because I usually use their... um, they have a night serum that I really like. Yes. Um, but I will say drunk elephants is only seventy four dollars. Which which can I believe that I'm even saying
1: only seventy four? That's still a lot of money. I know, I know, I know. It is, it's a lot of money, but when you're talking about this kind of level of anti aging, I really hate that term, but um you're you're gonna have to you're gonna pay for it. You're just gonna pay for it because of the ingredients in it. So
0: well, I mean, I, I do pay for the drunk. I mean, I do use the drunk elephant line and it is not cheap, it's but not I cheap. am here to tell you if I stay exclusively on their C serum during the day and their night serum at night, I do not break out. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I do not break out at all. And I have been struggling with like, you know, hormonal breakouts for the last couple of years. And it just it is I don't know what it is. I mean I think I know what it is. It's the alpha hydroxy acids. Um it just it just keeps sloughing that top layer mm-hmm. of skin off and what's weird is when I first used it I broke out even worse and I just kept with it cuz people kept saying online like you know it just it you'll have like that reaction where you know it's like detoxifying your skin kind of right. Um but I know it's tough. It it's tough cuz it's expensive but at the same time I'm like I don't have any blemishes on my face
1: no i mean i feel the same way about the african botanics it's just like my skin it just looks so clear and non-reactive it just looks yep it's it's unbelievable um but yeah it's it's expensive but now do you use that one just at night mm -hmm. or both morning and night just at night just at night yeah and i and i i mean i really do this is actually, it's funny because obviously I have a blog specifically dedicated to green beauty. I still have not spoken about this because I hate talking about things that are that expensive. It's like I'm trying to, and I've got, I've got a, a, an audience out there that would, a lot of people would gladly pay for that. Um, so if you were that audience, if you, you know, if you, yeah. if you um, are willing to pay $106, it is unbelievable. Like, I don't even know what this magic is in this bottle. It's crazy. That's
0: wild. So, yeah.
1: I want to try it, but yeah. I also don't want to spend that much money.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. Here's the next question. This is a good one. Um, Does it ever make you feel weird that total strangers enjoy knowing so much about your everyday life? Sometimes I feel weird being a fan of bloggers and influencers. And then an, a separate but related question. Well, we'll get to this one in a second. But the second question was, do you know if people in your everyday life, like neighbors, PTA members, <laughs> your kids, teachers, follow your blogs? Um, but so Sarah, does it ever
1: make you feel weird that people know all this stuff about your life? Um, no, it doesn't. And because I I know it seems like people know a lot about my everyday life, but people don't really know much at all about my everyday life. You know, what I put out there is like a tiny snippet of my life. It's like 2% of my life. Well...
0: I mean, except, you know, you talk openly about anxiety on this podcast, which
1: you wouldn't necessarily reveal. Like, you know, you yeah. do reveal some stuff. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I guess I see anxiety as, like, th- like a, a much lo- larger, like, concept. Um, I kind of read this as, like, about your everyday life, like the comings and goings true. and what you're doing, which I don't – I just don't feel like I put that much out there. But also, that's a really good – I mean, that's a very good point. And I, I do – um I'm careful about what I say. And if I'm going to talk about anxiety, it's because I've really thought about it before and like had to weigh that. So there are definitely topics that I have to like sit down with myself and have a little meeting, like how much do we want to open up here? But what I found, and I'm sure you agree, is over the past decade and more that when I do open up, that's when I feel like I can be of the most help. Because other people relate to it and it starts up conversations and connections. And so sometimes I do have to step a little bit out of my comfort zone. But I feel like it, all in all, it's helpful to others. I wouldn't ever do it just to draw attention to myself. Right. I'm, I'm not that type of person. Like, I am not a drama person. Like, I just stay mm-hmm. away from that shit. Like, I'm just not totally. into it. Um, so, yeah. What about you?
0: Um, You know, it's it's funny because the first question for me relates to the second. Um, I don't feel weird that strangers know about my life. It feels really weird when someone like I was at a um, open house for my son's middle school and a mom said, I listen to your podcast all the time. I feel like I totally know you. So it's I know this sounds super weird, but when it's like sort of an anonymous massive strangers it doesn't feel weird when it's like someone in my community it does feel a little exposing it does feel a little bit weird yeah I think
1: the last part of her question when she was saying like you know has anyone come up and introduced themselves to you has that ever happened and yes I'm sure for both of them I mean that happens all the time and yeah it is it's a little awkward, not not because I feel like people shouldn't say that to me, but I'm kind of like I don't really know what to do with that. Like, <laughs> okay, great, that's great. I mean, you know, yeah. do you ever feel that way? I'm like, what am I supposed to say? Thank you? Or um, oh, totally. Like, I mean, <laughs> I
0: always feel like, well, I here here I am going to disappoint you. Like, I'm not as good in I mean person as I am yeah. online. Like, I'm just awkward and. You know, Yeah. Well, what's funny is I actually had a woman introduce herself to me one time, and I f- I feel like I try very hard to be friendly and you know talk to the person and get their name and get something about their life so it's you know a mutual like we're meeting each other not just you know right that that they're fangirling but that I'm meeting I'm learning something about them. But um, this was a while ago when my kids were younger and I was in Florida. With my kids and all their cousins at an ice cream shop. And so I was ordering ice cream for 10 children. Oh, God. Which, I mean, that's a super stressful situation. You know, yeah. you've got 10 kids and they all want different flavors and different toppings. And it was the kind of store where they do it like with the, um, the dry ice. So I'm standing. It's very stressful. And I'm managing a lot of children. And a woman at that moment introduced herself to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt that I took an adequate amount of time and maybe even then some to acknowledge her and talk to her and then turned back to the task at hand. Right. Well, she like a month later went off on me on Facebook about Mm. how rude I was in person. I couldn't be bothered, you know? And so I, I just, I feel like that experience just made me feel really scared. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, if I'm, if I don't like lay myself down, in a situation that like people are going to make an assumption, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that I can't just be like a normal harried mom who's, That's you know. That's so
1: true. That's so true. Yeah. And I, I feel like, and this is probably kind of odd, but um I am to the point now where I just pretty much everywhere I go, I assume there's someone there that reads my blog or listens to the podcast, not because like I'm a narcissist or I think I'm really cool, but because I just, I I feel like I have to kind of think along those lines. Um, Yeah. You know, like, don't beat my kid in public. (laughs) I'm just kidding. but you do. You know, I mean, I I feel like I just kind of tell myself there's probably at least a couple pairs of eyes that are... And I'm sure you've noticed that when you're um, out shopping or whatever. Maybe someone isn't coming over to you, but, you know, you're noticing being looked at or, you know, and that's, that's fun. That's cool. And like... I just don't ever know. I mean, I, should I start doing a dance? I just feel like I'm like, well, on next week's episode, you know, it's just like I want. I know because you know I, I want. You know, we're threes. Like we we want people totally. to like us. I feel and... like I
0: want. Yeah, I feel like I want to, you know, show people how much I appreciate exactly. them. But I, you know, I I just get absurd about it. And I'll tell you another weird thing for me in this vein is. Um, now a lot of
1: my kids' friends yes. follow me, yeah, on yeah. Instagram. Oh, I know. I mean, Malou comes home and she's like, "Oh, such and such was talking about your picture with that lipstick." She's in second grade, people. Yeah, and it's just like, and I think really in, at her age, it's the moms, and you know, they're just happening to see what their moms are looking at and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. I was sitting with one of my very best girlfriends here in Oklahoma City. We went out to have drinks last week, and we were talking about um, my job and my career. And she said, yeah, when I met you at our kid's school, she's like, you know, I, I'd, I'd heard about your, um, your Instagram and I went on your Instagram and she's like, I'm going to be honest. I thought to myself, wow, this chick takes a lot of selfies, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which I know is a common thing for people who don't know that like every selfie." usually is a collaboration with a makeup brand right exactly but like that's i i i know deep down that's what most people probably think when they don't realize what i'm doing for my like to get paid like my career right. my money and it just made me laugh so i'm like yeah i can imagine just someone being like whoa look at this chick <laughs> just, totally oh. but you know what can you do what can I you do yeah <laughs> it's a, it's very weird <laughs> so weird so, yeah,
0: the answer is yes. It is weird. <laughs> All right, the next question is, how do you work on improving your spiritual health and how do you consider your spirituality within the context of self-care?
1: Well,, um, I, you know, i'm 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 a big nonfiction reader. That's like my jam. And so I'm always trying to read books like, to help me learn more about accessing my spiritual side, things like that. But what I found in general, because that's just kind of the researcher in me, but in general, the way I work on improving my spiritual health is to like actually be in the present around my kids, off my computer, with my husband, Absolutely. with my friends. Like, Because yeah. what we do for a living, it's like so easy to be completely tethered to a screen into like an online totally. community and all of that stuff. And for me, the further I get away from my real life and the more it and and it's hard because I think you and I both like even with this podcast or our Facebook group, like I want to be there. I want to be in there. I want to I want to learn and give and all of those things. But the more I do that, the less I feel connected to my spirituality because I'm losing what's like yep. right around me. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I completely agree. I And then I would also say for myself in terms of staying in touch with my spirituality, for me, that really involves getting out into nature. Because yes. Because I feel like when I'm out in nature, I'm always reminded of um, perspective. It's just like when you're standing at the beach, it's like I am small. Yes. I am a small being in this vast universe and these problems that I – you know, that I'm thinking of as I drive over here are so, you know, they are, they're, they're so unimportant, you know? Um, and I mean, I'm a Christian and there, you know, there are Bible verses that talk about that, that just like we're, we're fleeting vapor. Like, yeah, you know, we, we are just, we're such small beings in God's great design. And so for me, being out in nature is just a constant reset reminder of that fact. That's so true, but you know, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I don't, um, I don't go to church, um, anymore. You know, right. so I don't do that. But I, but I feel like you know, I'll like, I don't know. I'll we do beer and hymns. That that feels like that kind of feeds my soul. Mm-hmm. Singing these old songs that I grew up singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, those are kind of some of the ways that I feel like
1: I connect on that level. I'm the same way. I don't, I don't attend church. I very rarely attended church in my life. There have been small periods. um, But, you know, to me, I just see religion and spirituality being two totally different things. Um, Yeah. And I think, like you said, spirituality to me is like feeding my soul, feeling one with the universe. I know that sounds super hokey, but like, you know, being a part of like this amazing, gigantic thing that we are here. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, and
0: remembering that
1: perspective. Completely. So the next one, well, this is kind of like on the other the other end of the spectrum. How do you stay engaged with real national emer- with real national emergencies? That's funny. And activism <laughs> without fetal position type overwhelm. Yeah. Which I mean, that's like a job in itself these days. That's a challenge. It is. It is. That's a real challenge.
0: How do you stay engaged? I think for me, I mean, I think a big part of it is recognizing that you can't do everything, but you need to do something, right? And so I think, you know, it can be easy to vacillate between like, I'm going to do everything and then just like throwing your hands up because there's so much to be done. So I feel like you kind of have to focus in on a handful of issues that feel important to you, you know, that for whatever reason you feel passionate about and Issues that you can actually do something about, yes. you know, that you have the, the gifting to do something about. I mean, for example, you know, I am very interested in the immigration issues right now. And I have a friend who speaks Spanish and she's going in and she's visiting um, people who've been put in jail, who've been jailed for trying to come across the border illegally. And she's visiting with them and just talking to them. And it's like, I love that, but I don't speak Spanish. So that's mm-hmm. not a thing I can do. So I have mm-hmm. to look at like, what do I have? What what can I do for other people? Um, and I think just finding actionable steps that fit into your life Um But then I also, you know, I think that you have to stay informed and then there's a time to turn it off. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, I tend to I listen to the New York Times daily every morning. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. I feel like if they're not talking about it, I probably don't need to know about it. I can't do the 24 hour news cycle and still be present emotionally with my children. Yes.
1: Yes. I completely agree with that. I listen to my daily brief in the morning from yeah, Alexa, and exactly. I've told myself that is where it stops. That's enough, um, you know. Just right now, just just all of the announcements of the 2020 um, presidential. I it's it has like thrown me over the edge. I'm like, why are there so stressful? many people? Like, it's so stressful. But then I have to be like, Sarah there's nothing I can do about this. Like there's nothing I can do about this particular thing right now. So yeah, it's daily brief it is. So that's where I'm getting my information. I do not try to go down the rabbit hole um, anywhere online. Um, And like you said, focusing on little things here and there, like using my platform here and there when I feel like there's something really important to talk about. And also for me, I just feel like Civic activism here in my city has become very important to me. And it's mm-hmm. something that I can do. It's something that I can volunteer. There are like actionable things I can do here in this city that um, I think would help my community. And you know that's ultimately something that I think's for the best, something that's positive. So yeah, it's just kind of focusing on smaller actionable steps, just like you said, um, and mm-hmm. just not getting overwhelmed with the big picture. Right. I also think too, um,
0: just trying to avoid, um, I think that there's this misperception that like arguing or, or even posting your opinion online is activism. And there is a time and a place for posting your opinion online. And I will say I, I do it. I have had people come and tell me I've changed their opinions on things, which feels great. Um, it's important, you know, especially as white people, I think to kind of speak up for injustice for, you know, people that don't have as much of a voice. Um, but arguing online is not activism. No. Oh my gosh.
1: Getting in a Facebook fight is not activism, Right. And so I just think it's
0: important to remember that, you know, do it. Sure. But, you know, get involved in your community, roll your sleeves up and, and, you know, rub elbows with real people. I think that's also really important. Totally agree. Well, the next question wasn't really a question so much of a statement which was divorced mom overwhelm. <laughs> exclamation, exclamation point. point. <laughs> um yeah, it is a thing. I am here to say um I I I want to say this. I I don't think there is anything quite like divorced mom overwhelm. Um well, probably you know, widowed mom overwhelm, but raising children by yourself. Um, it is, it is incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. it is incredibly difficult when you don't have a spouse that you live with. Um, and especially because, and I talked about this a little bit on last week's episode, but, you know, it's well documented that the mental load of children predominantly falls to women. Yes. And I think in divorce situations, in most of the situations of, Women I know, um, women are doing the lion's share of parenting, and and that doesn't even mean custody. Although I think that is often the case. It's we are making the appointments, we are scheduling the parent teacher conferences, we are planning the birthday parties, we are keeping everything in the calendars. You know, um, when on the days that I don't have my children, I'm still parenting. I mean, for example. I don't have my kids for four days because it's ski week and Mark has them. I spent half of my day yesterday looking for a specialist for one of my kids for something mm, that's going on. Right. My ex would never do that right. Never. right, in a million years. Right. So it is. it's very busy when you're not sharing a home with another person to expect that they're going to help. Like, I mean, here's another example. I blew my back out. Fell down the stairs, really hurt my tailbone a few weeks ago. I couldn't drive for two weeks. Did my ex pick the kids up for school and and help? No, he did not. Ugh. (laughs) He didn't help me at all. Ugh. So, you know, it's really hard. I mean, on a Saturday when, you know, I have kids running back and forth in different directions, there are times when I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to pull Saturday off. Or pull a Wednesday off just because different things are happening at once and I have four of them. So, I mean, I will say a lot of the self-care stuff we talk about as a single mom, it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find that time. And so, you know, my heart goes out to other single moms because, you know, it's self-care is just it's it's the last thing on the list because a lot of times you're you're holding everything together on your own. It's a thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, big, big. And I don't, I mean, I I haven't figured it out yet. I'm two years in and I'm overwhelmed all the time. I mean, I go to bed anxious. Like, how am I going to get these kids to 18 without losing my mind on a regular basis? (laughs) I hate that.
1: You're laughing that I'm like, I'm not laughing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I know every mom, every mom probably goes to bed thinking that, but I don't have, I don't have someone... To talk to – I mean, I have friends and a boyfriend I can talk to about it. Right. But, um, you know, I don't have th- – the father of my kids, I can't I- – I'm not sharing that burden with someone.
1: Yeah. You know. That is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. It's it's Even hard. to hear it as a friend. Like, it makes me yeah. want to go kick someone's ass.
0: Yeah. And, and, I mean, just to be really – you know, honest too, divorce is incredibly expensive. And I mean, just about everyone I know, when you get a divorce, your um, expendable income, it gets cut in half. Right. So you're also always broke, always scared, living paycheck to, you know, it's really hard. Yeah, it is really hard. And so, you know, financial stress is a massive, massive stress in life. It's one I was, to be honest, not super acquainted with until I got divorced. And, you know, that always hovering above all the other things of like, am I going to be able to stay living in this house? Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Well,
1: that was uplifting. Anywho. (laughs) (laughs) So how about that milk frother? (laughs) I know. Can't wait to get that soup thing. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, okay, so we have one last question. Yes. Um, I'd really like to hear about how you deal with, quote, unquote, garbage guilt with so much overpackaging in the world and the state of our yeah. environment. It is one of my main stressors. Uh, That's a hard one. Yeah. That That's is, a hard one. That is a hard one. It's something I'm up against with my job for real like it's it's no joke you know i get oh yeah i mean i get anywhere between 20 to 40 packages a week of yeah products and things and like it's coming in the big cardboard box with all the stuff in the middle luckily most of the stuff i'm dealing with is green beauty so um, right it's it's done as like uh sustainably as possible um and that's just like on my very micro personal level, right? So right. I deal with it on that. And then I deal with, yeah, what's happening to this environment. I mean, I go all the way to the point where I sometimes literally I'm just sitting here going, was it completely selfish of me to have children? Like, was it just a selfish thing I did to have these children that now are being given this environment and resources? World? Well, yeah. And then like, what, how are they going to deal? Like, I mean, when I'm long gone and everything is going to crap. <laughs> so, yeah. My answer is, I don't know how I deal with the garbage guilt. (laughs) Um, I stress out about it. I recycle. I, you know, I just doing whatever I can. It kind of goes back to that whole question, that answer that Kristen was saying earlier about when you're dealing with like all the stressors of what's going on in our political climate and stuff. It's just like you have to pick like little things that you can do and like you can't overly focus on the rest.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think like for me, I do get a lot of boxes because I order from Amazon a lot. And I take the boxes and put them in my backseat. And then I drive them over to a recycling center that I trust. So I do do that. That's yeah. one way that I kind of reduce my box guilt. Um I don't buy water bottles ever. I right. don't, you know, we use, we have a ton of Nalgene. Um, and I mean, I just have stressed over and over to the kids, like, that's so wasteful. You don't, you know, you don't right. buy water out of a throwaway bottle. Right, you
1: know? right.
0: Um, I try to buy things in the least amount of packaging as possible, you know, so if I can buy bulk foods, I'll do that. I take my own bags to the grocery store, you know. Um often leave them in my trunk. (laughs) So I'm the queen of filling my cart. And then they're like, do you want bags? And I'm like, no, they're in my trunk. So then I just fill my cart back up. Yeah. And then I fill the bags at my trunk (laughs) in the parking lot.
1: I do that all the time. So dumb. I've become really good at remembering mine. I don't know why. It's just it's become have you? Yes. It's just it's just like I automatically robotically walk to the back of my car and get and get my bags out.
0: But I forget every time. Oh, I used and then to be I, that And way. then I'm just like, I'm like, I will not. Like, I, I'm not taking bags,
1: you know? Like, I'll bag it at my trunk. <laughs> you know what's really funny? It's like I don't forget at all about the grocery store, but I have yet to ever enter Target with my own reusable bags. I don't know what it is about Target that I just walk in. Then all of a sudden I feel even worse because I'm walking out with those plastic bags bags with the red dots all over them like there are all these bags in the back of my car it's like for some reason in my brain i only associate those bags with food or like yeah not you know toiletries and things like that like well, my, my target has a grocery store in it so i'm
0: in that thinking mode that's but in right. california you know you get charged for bags too that's
1: true which is awesome
0: and they're not the plastic bags anymore they're like these weird recycled bags
1: California's on it Uh, We're not quite up to date there Here in Oklahoma In fact, we have We are only allowed One recycle bin So, you know, like When the weekly trash guy comes We have Mm -hmm. the big green bin but you can have as many trash bins as you want. So Dustin and I thought we were being really sneaky and we brought over one of our recycle bins from our old house. So we have two, because we far we we can fill up three recycle bins in the amount of time that we fill up just one regular trash bin. No oh, yeah. And they drove by and picked it up. Like they, <laughs> they dumped it and they took our extra recycle bin I'm like that's so funny Dustin actually went running after him down the street I love that about Dustin he's like excuse me can you please explain to me like why I can't have two I I can readily fill these up and I can have six he's like sorry I don't make the rules man and like drove off that's weird what is wrong with this place that is super weird maybe that should be a new actionable step I'm gonna go figure out I'm gonna I'm gonna take it I'm gonna go pick it by myself we deserve more than one recycle bin Do it.
0: Well, it's weird because, you know, in the town I live in, they do it for you. So it feels
1: super lazy. Right. But and then like, are you don't you ever like wonder? I'm like, are they really doing it? Are they really doing it? Well, I do wonder, which is
0: exactly why I keep my cardboard boxes clean and put them in my trunk and drive
1: them over. Because I'm like, I don't know. Well, that is seriously an awesome actionable step you did with that, just driving them over. Because, yeah, I remember when I lived in Newport Beach, like, oh, just put it all in the same thing. We'll sort it. And I'm like, I know. Really? Will you sort it? I don't will know. Will you? But then
0: also, like, but then there's going to get, like, the stuff. cardboard's going to have liquid next to it. Right. I will say that I don't have a lot of recyclable stuff because I don't buy any juices or sodas. I don't buy anything in a can. Yeah. I actually don't have a lot in the way of plastic or aluminum. we I have a
1: lot of cardboard. We have a lot of cardboard. It's just like, you know, when you go and buy all the stuff like Trader Joe's for your kids, like the different little boxes of like granola bars and all that stuff. And you're like dumping them all into the snack drawer. And there's just all of these boxes. Box overwhelm. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. I wish
0: stores would, you know... Figure things out. I mean, I do like to be able to like in Sprouts or something, you know, buy in bulk. And then you're using your own containers at home. Right.
1: Right. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's another that's another thing that you just got to kind of focus on the on the little stuff and not yeah. get too stressed make, out about the big picture. Make small steps, I
0: think. Make small, I mean, small steps. W- if anybody is listening and you're still buying water bottles, just stop doing
1: that, yeah. guys. Get a Yeti. Take your own bags to the grocery store. I love my <laughs> Yeti stainless steel, keeps my water cold, and also, I know exactly how much water I'm drinking every day, because I, mm-hmm. I count how many times I fill it up. Yep. Yeah! Um, okay, so now that I see that we're, like, heading into an hour and a half... <laughs> <laughs> We probably should tie this episode up, I'm thinking. Let's do that. All right. Well, we did not get
0: to all your questions, so we will just have to do this again sometimes. But thank you guys so much to those of you who gave us questions. These were good ones. They were awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at